Hello and welcome to Reggie'sTake.com podcast number five. Um, joining me today is Caleb, first time guest. Thanks for coming on. And uh, James. How's it going? All right. I've been on your show before. Yes, you have. Oh. You had to bring me in kicking and screaming. <laughs> I know. The show is just... It's, it's torture to do. No, I'm I'm glad to be here. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming here. Well, to, uh, today's subject is um, Iron Man movies. I've never seen any of them, actually. <laughs> no, I know how... What's a movie? Yeah. You mean a moving picture? I know, Caleb, you've made your views clear to me in past conversations about Iron Man. Enlighten us all um, of your opinion of... Your, the three movies with Iron Man, which you've kind of told me once before. Well, if I'm going to kind of enlighten, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not really enlightening. It's kind of, for people who haven't it's seen... It's more persuasive it's, than it's, enlightening. It's persuasive brings people down towards the movies. Like, for people who haven't potentially seen them, you know, it would kind of... I, I feel like it would kind of be um, kind Di- of a bad start. <laughs> Discouraging people? Discouraging people, precisely, towards the later Iron Man movies. Um so I think it'd be actually a little bit more. It'd make a little bit more sense if people uh, kind of saw the the bright sides of them at, at first. Okay. Well, why don't you go and give us your bright side of the first Iron Man movie? Bright side of the first Iron Man movie. Um, I actually remember uh, like the day I saw it. Like the day it came out was May second, two thousand eight. Oh, very good. Yeah. May, very May, good. May 2nd, I remember that day too. May second, two thousand eight. I was I was super excited. You know and everything. I just got back from. Uh, I actually got back from an eighth grade dance. Yeah. Oh my God! Makes I, me feel old. I know. Wow. I, I got back from. I, I was got, in college. <laughs> I got back from an eighth grade dance, and my parents were like, "Hey, let's go see Iron Man." You know, I was like, "Oh, right, cool, cool." You know, and yeah, you know, I get to the theater, and there's lines like you know, past the parking lot. You know, everyone's stoked to see it, and um, somehow, somehow, I managed to like get real, real good seats. Like I cut like mm-hmm. like six hundred people in line. <laughs> Some somehow I managed to, to make that happen. But the first Iron Man movie was a bit of a game. I feel like it was a bit of a game changer in a way. Oh yeah, a bit of a oh yeah, a bit of a game changer when uh, for like like it was kind of like the first superhero movie that people realized what can really be. You know, they when like the perfect portrayal of of Tony Stark, which was in you know Robert Downey Jr.'s performance, and I think he got nominated for a Golden Globe for that. The movie has. It had like this. It has a sense of darkness to it, but still had real, like a real good feel, like a perfect blockbuster type type film. D- did you like the storyline? I I did. I did like the storyline. I thought it was. Uh, I thought the origin story was great. How you know he he starts out, you know, just he's you know he's a genius, you know, he's a genius and everything. But then he sees that you know everything that he you know thought he's been working for has been actually you know like has actually been like somewhat turned. You know, up on its head. You know, on, on, you know, dealing underneath the table, as they said in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the story played out beautifully. Um, it deserved, you know, its Oscar nod. You know, for for best visual effects. Yeah, the first movie was by far, I, I think, the best. Yeah, um, I agree with you a lot on that. Uh, you see, the the thing is, especially since you brought up that it was a game changer, and it really was. Uh, that was the year that Iron Man and The Dark Knight came out, and which was a gr- which was before that. You know, we had um, we had a long lull between you know Superman and Batman before they got bad, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> then Spider Man came out, and that was kind of the one that really got people excited. And I my theory behind actually why the superhero movies have been so successful 
is actually because of, and don't hate me for saying this, but it's actually because of 9-11. Like, what movie came out right after 9-11 that took place in New York? Spider-Man. Exactly. Got people real excited about it. Now, that got people excited, and then they're like, we can do this again and again and again and keep going. So I think I think that really has a lot to do with it. Um, I don't think that movie would have been as popular, and it's a great movie, but I don't think that movie would have been as popular if September 11th didn't happen. Just kind of a theory I have. But, you know, you think about it, we had Spider-Man 1 and 2, which were really good, X-Men 1 and 2, and Batman Begins. And they were all really good. They weren't... Batman Begins was getting a little better... They still felt like comic book movies. Um, They still felt kind of old school. Um, And then there was this long lull where everything was terrible for like three (laughs) or four years. Where it was like Fantastic Four and Ghost Rider and Daredevil and Spider-Man 3. And it's like, oh my God. (laughs) And then Iron Man came out. And you were like, this is good. This This is is really isn't. Yeah. You know, that movie has a lot of... uh, it's a very well-rounded movie, like you were saying. Like mm-hmm. there is a lot of darkness, there is a lot of humor, there is a lot of action, there is a lot of drama. Like, like, a, it, like a perfect balance yeah. in between all of them. Yeah, I mean, if I have one complaint about it, it's that the big fight scene at the third act—not bad, but it, it is a little like it's still a little played out. Like, and you know, it's just it, kind of animated robots fighting at that point. Mm-hmm. But that's a very minor complaint. And then, of course, Dark Knight came out, and now we've got all these others. We've got Thor, Avengers, and they've been really pretty good for the most part. Now, if I remember, I do believe they weren't, or I should say the critics weren't expecting much out of Iron Man when it was released. Is that true? I don't remember. Uh, I know I wasn't. And that's the thing, actually, because Iron Man, like, I mean, were you a Marvel fan? Yes. Okay. Iron Man was really popular with Marvel fans. Not with anyone else. And he really is kind of a B-lister. You know, even compared to like Thor, Captain America, Hulk. Wasn't as well known. Well, yeah, you could you could take those three, ask a non-Marvel reader if you know who they are, and they'll say, yeah, I'm not really familiar with them, but I'm, I'm aware of them. Uh-huh. Iron Man, probably not at that time. And now he's super popular. And we owe that to Robert Downey Jr. And Robert Downey Jr. really recreated the character. I mean, he's a very different character in the. I want to say he's a different character in the comics, but the problem is, over the decades, I don't think he was ever very well written. Yeah, he wasn't very well developed. Like he, his personality changes all the time. Like he, he's a very strange character. Um, and there are some great stories, like the demon in the bottle story, the one where he and Doctor Doom fight Camelot or something. I don't know, but I mean, there's like there's some really great stories. But they just never found their niche with him. And I think with Robert Downey Jr., they were finally able to do that. But there you go. That's my spiel on Iron Man. <laughs> now, I know you said in, in previous conversations with uh, with you and me that you felt that Iron Man, when it, especially when they got to Iron Man 2, and then they got to Iron Man 3, which we'll get to, you felt they lost a little something that Marvel slash Disney or whoever, you know, kind of lost a little bit of their edge, or at least the edge of the character that you felt that they had established in in the first Iron Man movie. Mm-hmm. They almost tried to reproduce the same thing that they had, but it was it was almost like the same thing that we already saw. But they tried to like you know beef it up a little bit by you know they adding in the action. They added in you know Whiplash, and they added in uh, the the second suit, the second suit that um, that later was turned into War Machine. They they tried to you know beef things up, but it kind of felt it kind of fell on 
you know, on its side a little bit. Um, they also tried to, they also, um, I don't, the story wasn't as well-rounded as it was in the first, it wasn't as well-rounded as it was in the... No, like, with the second one, I do agree. Uh, the second one, I like it, but they really kind of, it felt like they were in a corner with that one. They didn't know... Yeah. Especially since the character grew so much in the first one, mm-hmm. and then in the second one, he kind of stagnates. However, I do think that with Avengers and then with Iron Man 3, you see his character grow again. For whatever reason, they had a little bit of a creative lull with the second one. It's still a decent movie. Like, it's not a bad movie by any means, but it, there is a bit of a creative lull there, and... You know, I'm not sure if it probably has more to do with the fact that they didn't know they were working on this whole Avengers thing and didn't really know what they were doing with mm-hmm. that. So they were just kind of where, where, pigeonholed. They didn't know where to exactly take the character with yeah. knowing they were going to go with the Avengers. Yeah. So there, there's like a, if you watch Iron Man 2, there's a big, a lot of that movie is actually just more about expanding like the Marvel Universe with S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they kind of get away from the character for about, for a good, you know, 20, 20, 30 minutes of the movie and just kind of start expanding. Now, I always kind of felt with Iron Man 2 that Tony's character kind of, to me, they were trying to, t- I took the interpretation of the character felt lost. Yeah. I mean, he, he'd gone through his experiences in the first one. He came out saying he was Iron Man at the end of the first one. And now that he is Iron Man, he wasn't sure what to but do. But do you in think that was sense. on purpose or do you think it was because the writers had plateaued a little bit? I see. I'm not sure. Yeah. I see. I'm, I'm not sure about that. It's just watching it. It felt like the character itself whether it was intentional, non-intentional, the character just felt lost. You know, there's he, still some he, great stuff in the movie. I do like when he tears down his whole house to build a new suit. Like that's really fun. <laughs> oh, and he, uh, and he uses the Captain, Captain America shield. shield. Yeah, yeah. There's just certain things, you know, and of course, turning over the his entire company to Pepper. I don't know the character. Just, that made sense to me. He's a superhero now. He's, yeah, he's, he's not, got more. Work and things. he was never a good businessman anyway. Right, right. Like that was Obadiah Stane's job, and that's why Obadiah Stane wanted to kill him because he was just a. He felt he was in the drunk. Way. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's an inventor. <laughs> like he was never good at that. Well, and I, I, I was actually glad they gave it to Pepper. And it, a lot of times you see with a lot of the female characters in these, in these uh, superhero movies, how they're. Just really, uh, they're really just a um, they're there for damsel in distress, and mm-hmm. like they're not not Pepper. I'll give him credit for that. Pepper saves Iron Man on two movies. She kills the villain in Iron Man One and Iron Man Three, and saves Tony. True. Yeah, that's like that doesn't happen very often because she blow she hits the button to blow mm-hmm. the arc reactor, yeah. which takes care of Obadiah. Yeah. And in the third one, she comes she out as ninja on um, the Mandarin. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it, it was kind of cool. <laughs> did you did did you guys like the casting yes. for the villain for, for for the second one? Uh, for Mickey Mickey Rourke. Mickey yes. Rourke. I did. I, yeah, I, actually, I wish she was in the movie more. Yeah, I would. He, he, they also never actually refer him to him as like Whiplash. They never actually. You know why? Because he's a portmanteau. You, of course, you know why. He's a portmanteau of two different villains he's whiplash and anton what is it anton uh vanko yeah uh who is also known as the uh, crimson dynamo so he's a he's two different he's like a combination of two different villains Mm -hmm. why they did that i don't know like it's not like iron man has a plethora of great villains that you can use being (laughs) being not familiar with the comics 
what are the differences of the two villains? Whiplash has a whip. <laughs> well, well, obviously. And uh, Crimson Dynamo is uh, just another guy in a suit. But Crimson Dynamo is interesting, not really, but sort of interesting, because he's one of the earliest ones, and he was actually uh, a Russian who was going to kill Iron Man. But then Iron Man was like, why don't you work for me? So he did. And then Black Widow was going to kill Crimson Dynamo, and I think she does. And that's the thing. They end up having, like, when they realize that they could just keep using the suits and not worry about character development, that's what they did. There's always, like, a new guy in a Crimson Dynamo suit. And I think there's, like, five different guys in a in a Whiplash suit. <laughs> like, I mean, Iron Man villains are not that great. Like, they're just suits is what they are, and somebody yeah, is wearing I, them. I, I have a point on that when, yeah. we, when we start talking about <laughs> yeah. Iron Man 3. Yeah. But um, what I really liked about second movie i really really liked war machine <laughs> like a lot yeah like war machine like war machine was like the highlight of that of that movie for me it was cool to see um this the see uh tony stark's suit as you know the you know the the sleek you know high tech you know convertible like right li- like suit and then over over here it's it, it was awesome to see you know the the rugged you know gu- gu- kind of gunslinger you know with, with um, like Humvee like Humvee uh-huh. like suit you know especially with the with the Gatling on it you know like that was that when I when I first saw the promos for for Iron Man two like like I always you know like look for War Machine. I was like, oh, is this one guy have War Machine in it? Is this one guy? I saw this one clip on YouTube. I saw this one clip on YouTube like years ago. You know, um, it was actually the Comic Con footage that they released uh, for for Iron Man two, and it ended with War Machine. You know, you know, shooting around. I was like, I have to see this movie now because. You know, because War Machine, you know, mm-hmm. just looked, you know, like it was like it was some, it was cool to see something new. It, it was cool. To, it was cool to see, you know, an actual, you know, new suit. It was and it was interesting to see how it started out as his Mark II that he used in the first movie. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. and, they, and they and they you know built onto it. You know, and the one scene when um, Justin just, Hammer. Yeah, Jason Ham, Jason Hammer. That, Justin Hammer. Justin. Just, just, Justin Hammer. That that's that's what it was. Um, it was cool. Like you know. Like he's you know yeah I got this gun you know I got the you know I got this you know I got this and I got this and you know and he's like you know just like you know so so what do you want you know what do you want I can't I can't read you he's like you know I think I'll take it he's like you know take it you know you know all of it all of it you know he was actually kind of a fun villain too I kind of Justin Hammer I kind of felt like he he kind of fell on deaf ears sometimes it took me a while but after a while I realized that's the point he's like some loser trying to be Tony Stark. And that's why he's just the most obnoxious human yeah, ever. I'd like to report that that pilot survived. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I've got a question for you, actually. Uh, which actor did you like better as Rhodes, uh, Terrence Howard or Don Cheadle? See, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, because I think Terrence Howard got, got canned because he wanted too much money, right? I think he wanted to get paid more than yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I think, I think he wanted to get paid yeah. know, more. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure if this is like you know a real a bias about it because you know Terrence Howard was only in only in one mm, movie and not, not really two, not really two, that yeah. in. Uh, I've always been a Don Cheadle fan. Yeah. Um. Like he's actually one of my he's actually one of my you know favorite actors. So I'm, I'm not sure if that'd be a you know a real bias question or, or not. The weird thing is, I actually at first I like even though Don Cheadle's a better actor at first I liked Terrence Howard better. But after seeing the third one, I kind of realized I don't think. Terrence Howard could go the next level Mm-mm. with War Correct. Machine. I, I like he was fun as like the 
the Air Force sidekick, but I don't think you could make him into a superhero. I don't think he could do it. I, I think Don Cheadle was the right guy to what, replace him. Yeah, when I first heard that Terrence Howard um, actually was replaced with Don Cheadle, I was just like, really? Yeah. It was like, well, I mean, that's, that's going to be kind of weird. I mean... I mean, not only like on screen, you know, you know, because it takes people because for people who well, actually, they don't look people, anything alike. I know, no, <laughs> at all. Yeah, you know, like for people who hadn't like for people who might not even really had the news who like walked into the second movie like yeah. completely fresh. It was like, you know, that's that's not Rhodey. Yeah. You know? Or anything like that, but like you know, like the first scene that you know, when he wrote, comes in, right it's rocks, weird because it's like they're like they're introducing him. You know how he comes in yeah. to uh, yeah, Congress. Yeah, when he comes, it's in. like they're introducing him to the audiences. It's really bizarre. It's yeah, like no, J- here's J- the new guy, <laughs> and like then he like walks in. He's just like, I'm here. Let's deal with it. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like right after that, you know, I'm, I'm like. Like even in that scene, I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I think we can do this. Yeah, I think this works out just fine. In the comics, what is actually War Machine's relationship with Iron Man? Uh, he was actually Iron Man for a while. Uh, when Tony Stark became a drunk in the '80s, uh, his friend Rhodes, James Rhodes, was his friend. He took the Iron Man mantle. The weird part is, this is what's weird about Avengers in those days is. Iron Man didn't even reveal his identity to the other Avengers. It makes no sense. <clears throat> like, when you try to read it, it's just bizarre. So, uh, Rhodes just takes over, and they all just assume that he was Iron Man all along. And he's Iron Man for maybe a year, I think, while Tony's drunk. And then uh, Tony gets his <laughs> act together. And uh, then after a while, I don't know when... He becomes War Machine. I think that's the 90s, but I could be wrong. But yeah, at first, he is the second Iron Man. See, I didn't know that because I've I've had previous conversations with you. I've always, I've kind of been the Batman world. Mm-hmm. Marvel, to me, is I'm getting introduced to Marvel by via way of the movies. One thing I, I want to take back a little bit, um, I, I, it sounded like I was dogging Iron Man comics for a while, like, the villains have never been that good. The character kind of bounces around a little bit. But one thing that's always been good about Iron Man is he's like Spider-Man and Superman and Batman, where he has a really good supporting cast. Actually, and, and they bounce around too, now that I think of it, because uh, Pepper, he and Pepper don't stay together. Pepper, they get rid of Pepper. She marries Happy Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> Really? So imagine, <laughs> yeah, so imagine um, wow. uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and uh and john and, and john, john Favreau. Favreau. <laughs> gross <laughs> oh, yeah that's delightful yeah. gross <laughs> i actually had no idea i had no idea yeah yeah wow. and i don't know when she comes back they probably started bringing her back around when the movies came out so she was gone for a while then yeah she was just a a, a lot of the early girlfriends like spider-man had betty brant no one remembers her you know even uh forgetting names i'm so sorry uh what's her name from thor natalie portman uh-huh even her character she leaves early on in the 60s like and so the they're comics. digging back with so with uh iron man they're really digging back with like the old girlfriends they're going back to the kind of the almost originals yeah to the to the very first, first ones. ones weird but and i'm sure it's probably keeping the really diehard fans happy with that to a point who maybe. cares man like you can't please those people yeah. Like, <laughs> you just got to do something. Now, um, Iron Man 3, I... Oh, you skipped one. The Avengers. Well, I haven't that got... one felt like Iron Man 3, honestly. Really? And Thor 2, but... 
But anyway, if you want to go to Iron Man 3. We well, can. I figured since we're in the Iron Man. Okay, let's or, do it. Or, or if it makes better sense to you, we can touch on the adventures. No, I mean, we'll go to Iron Man 3. Okay. Iron Man 3. I liked the movie. I enjoyed the movie. I didn't have a... Okay, I only had one qualm with the movie. And that's my qualm is I felt felt like for when you first watch the movie, that first hour, you're thinking Ben Kingsley is some badass. Yeah, and never mind never mind all those awesome trailers. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, like you, you felt lied to. Want an empty life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I'm sitting there going ever, and then you get to the part, the only part I felt disappointed with was when Tony Stark actually gets in and finds him and he says he's just an actor, yeah. and he's basically no, a lush. I, oh, they gave me more drugs. <laughs> Dude, you know. The I, first time I saw it, I felt lied to. You know. Like, I, and the I'm, whole movie, like, I felt you, lied to. You, like, fall out of the movie after that. And, and I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck? Yeah. Really? So who's the hell the Mandarin? Or and To me, at first, they made the Mandarin out to be a joke. Yeah. In a certain sense. I mean, later you find I'm, out. Well, it's, I'm pretty sure that line that Guy Pierce says where at the end he says, I'm the I'm the Mandarin and I have been all along. I'm pretty sure they just added that in there so people will be like, well, I guess there was a Mandarin in this movie. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, you know, other than other than feeling like they cheated me out of wanting because i was i was wanting to see but by the time we get to an hour into the movie i'm thinking okay how the hell is this gonna end the showdown between the, guy pierce and tony stark was pretty cool though. right <laughs> like the, yeah. guy pierce doing karate was a lot of fun <laughs> now and yeah. breathing fire oh my god <laughs> i thought it was kind of fun oh. now 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 the whole thing with the whole botanist thing and, and the regrowing of of all that was that something that was in the comics or something they just made up for oh, the movie? Extremis is really different from the movie. First off, here's the weird part: Guy Pierce's character's name Aldrich Killian. Uh-huh. The only thing he's ever been in was the Extremis storyline, which is like I, I read it right before or either before or after I saw the movie. I never got around to it. He is one of the scientists, as long along with that Doctor Maya, whatever her name is, who designed the Extremis virus but other than that like he has a lot of importance in the storyline and that he developed this virus but other than that he's in for one page and he realizes what he's done because this virus is out of control so he's sitting there and he writes a suicide note pulls out a gun and blows his brains out like he's (laughs) that's it yeah and in the movie that's why and in a way it's brilliant marketing because like, if you know that going into it, it's like, well, he's just going to be a scientist henchman or something working for the Mandarin. I, I got to say, I did not see the twist coming at all. This is, and usually I see them coming in a lot of time. I think I was into the hype. This is probably the only superhero movie where I was ever shocked by being surprised. Like, I was shocked in Dark Knight by how cool it was. But, but uh, <laughs> like, this is the first time where I just didn't see that coming in a superhero movie. Because usually, they're pretty predictable. I didn't see that coming, and it took me a long time. Like, I saw the movie a couple times, and I liked it more the more I saw it. I, I will say, it, it took me a while to decide whether or not I liked the twist, and I'm still not sure, but I'm going to give them credit. They did something that they've never done in a superhero movie, and that surprised me. Yeah. So. <laughs> because, you know, that part at the scene where, you know, the Mandarin is gives the president, and he tells the president the phone number is on his cell phone yeah. to call and whatever, and then 
they give you know he shoots him. Does he really shoot the guy? I could never. I've seen the movie I, I, like they, three they, times. They said in they said in the movie that never they'd never trust him with a real one. Oh yeah, like did someone else shoot him though? Is that guy I, really dead? I don't. Like, I, I actually. It don't... was really weird because he like looks. Remember he gives that look at the camera, mm-hmm. like you see like a little then, bit of then, fear. No, it actually cut to like a, like having like both of them in the shot, like ha- having them both like lean down and and yeah. Like, but I'm not sure because, like, later on when, you know, when Tony actually comes up into the mansion, he says, oh, they'd never trust me with a real gun. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if someone else shot him. So I'm not, I'm not completely sure. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I've never been able to figure that out. Like, because when that whole scene played out and, and you assume the Mandarin. Because you time, never see that CEO again, which, by the way, the CEO was, uh. Uh, what is it, Roxxon, the Roxxon company, mm-hmm. which is a big evil organization in Marvel. Really? Yeah, they, like, create all the supervillains, but you never really see any. It's weird. <laughs> like, they're always, like, you'll see, like, this shadowy Roxxon thing, but as far as I know, like, they've never really, like, explored it. It's just always in the background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty Be- weird. Because when, when when that whole scene plays out, I, I, I'm thinking to myself when I first saw, I saw this, I'm thinking, okay, how the hell are they? How how is this all going to play out if Ben Kingsley's actually who they say he was? I was kind of thinking, wow, this is going to be one hell of a showdown yeah. if this guy's as brutal as they're leading you yeah. up to be. It's like, how is Tony going to deal with this? Then it turns out it was just Mm. Lethal Weapon 6 all along. uh, Mm. (laughs) So that part of the movie I felt a little cheated with, but overall in general, I liked the movie. I didn't have a problem with the movie. Now, I know you said... That movie was really violent, by the way, for a PG-13 kids movie. That's like one of the most violent kids movies I've ever seen. Like the, The girl gets blown up and is like hanging from a from a... You see her body hanging from a uh, telephone pole, right? And then, like, you see those those people. They get disintegrated, and their uh, ashes are silhouetting on the walls. Yeah, yeah, and it's like this is really violent for a kids movie. If there's any movie that's proof that the MPAA or the uh, yeah the MPAA is that right? The rating, I think so. If there's any proof that they are full of crap and just like working for the studios it's that movie because that movie should have been rated r and not like i'm like a well, prude or anything yeah. i'm just saying like there are some movies that are rated r that are not this violent yeah like i mean don't get me wrong i like violence only but... only because of like cursing yeah and things like yeah. things along that line but when you say that it's really violent for a kid's movie. It's not supposed to be a kid's movie. <laughs> well, you know, you say it's not supposed to be a kid's movie, but who's going to see it if it's a, if it's Iron Man, you know? I mean, yeah. kids are going to go see that movie. Like, no parent is going to be like, no, I don't. Well, some parents I mean, kids, might, but... I mean, parents took their kids to the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that that one was, too. Uh, that, uh, that one, that I was like, like, kids... Because that one was brutal. That one, that, 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 that is, that is not, that is not no. a kids movie. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that's sorry. Yeah, that one gets in your also in your head a little yeah. bit. I mean, because the Joker and just the way he's sadistic oh, as the, he is. The Joker. Yeah, and Two Face is gross. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. My, my mom. My mom. She actually uh, covered like my sister's eyes. You know, really? When, when, when they when they <laughs> when they first reveal the side of his face. By the way, what that is some good filmmaking to go a little off topic with Two Face when. He's in the hospital talking to Gordon, and he's like crazy at this point. Oh, and they like they like he'll know. start to turn, and oh, then they'll cut the, back the, to yeah. Gordon, and then you'll and see, you his see re- him turn away. You'll see you'll see his reaction. Yeah, his... and then they do that like two or three times, and then finally on the last time you see it, and it's like, gross. <laughs> 
he's just like, oh, I'm sorry, Harvey. And then he yeah. like, turns around and he's like, no, you're not. You yeah. know, not, <laughs> not yet. You know, he's just like, oh, Brody. <laughs> when they marketed the movie as to be a darker telling of Iron yeah. Man. They, oh, they lied. They, they totally they lied. They absolutely lied to everybody in the theater. Yeah. No, they totally what, did. You know, Remember on the trailer, though, and it's like, it's like you mother, like uh, you go back to the trailer and he says, you'll never see me coming. I know, and I'm and like, yeah, no kidding. I didn't see that coming. He's, like, <laughs> you know, he's just like, you'll never see me. You know, and then, you know, the house is blowing up and everything yeah. and you see, you like, you see the car that he's yeah. driven in like all of his movies, you know, falling into yep. the sea. You see his house like fall onto him. You know, there's, there's, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a metaphor there somewhere. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was going to be a dark night. Yeah, you, know, you, you see, you see, like the house fall on him. You see, like Pepper. You know, she's like, you know, being restrained. She's like in pain and everything. You, um, you see him laying in the snow. Yeah, laying in the snow, dragging you know his suit along. You're just like, you, like you're like, oh my gosh, I ha- I have to see this movie. Even the logo they had, you know, for, yeah, for the movie broken. is damaged yeah. and everything like that. Um, and then it ended up being kind of th- just bizarre. No, no it didn't end up being bizarre. It ended up being so freaking family friendly. <laughs> I don't know about family friendly. <laughs> I, it, was, it was. I don't know. I've about never, that. I've never, I've never seen so many people laughing. It was funny. I wouldn't call it family friendly. It, it, it was. It was so like they had Dora the Explorer jokes. Yeah. You know the cinematography for the movie. Looked That's like the other from, thing. Like, they had the they had the kid sidekick the short round. Yeah, yeah. Which was kind of fun, <laughs> but also it's like this movie like people are getting blown up left and right. Do we really want a short round in the, this thing? The thing it had Disney written all over it. Yeah. All over it, you know, with, with like with the adding in the kid, you know, there. One of the weirdest things they did on this movie was, uh, and when the Paramount logo comes in, they're playing that god awful blue daba d song from like <laughs> oh, 1999. I that. And I just, oh. which, by the way, that was in my head for weeks after I saw it, <laughs> but uh. Like I think that just set the entire tone for the rest that of the really, movie, where it's really like did. it's like a lot of fluff and stuff, but I'll. One thing I'll give him credit for with the the Mandarin thing, and I'll give Shane Black some credit for this. One of the problems that some people had with the first one was they felt like, and you know, it w- it came out at a time when we were at war and blah blah. Even though I don't really agree with it, I don't think the first movie's that bad on this at all. But a lot of people say that like it um, anti-war. No, like no, like it it has this anti-foreigner feel to it is what a lot of people say. Like like. I don't agree with that. I can see where they get it. Like, even though at the end it turns out it was the evil white businessman. All <laughs> but so then on the third one, it's like, you know, they really are playing on this xenophobic fear that we have in America. You know, you see the televised uh, foreigners. Oh, yeah. You see all that. You're afraid. And then it turns out we were the villains all along, which is exactly the same storyline from the first one, if you think about it. But <laughs> You know, it's still kind of neat how they did it because cause, uh, it really, like, if you look at it that way, it's like, I can see what he's doing. Like, I can see what he's doing with this. Where Because, I mean, the fact of the matter is the Mandarin in the comics was Chinese and he was very much a racist uh, caricature, which I think is why they quit using him after, like, somewhere in the 70s, he became very sporadic. Mm-hmm. Like, And they, they tried to make him a better villain, but they kind of quit using him, actually. But here... It's like 
no, the foreign people aren't the villains. It's it's these scary business guys that are the villains. And I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Do you think they, they changed, as they said, surprised you with the Mandarin in the third one because they didn't want it to be too closely related to Osama bin Laden type of character? or I think it came off as more of an Osama bin Laden type character. Remember when he got, when the was it Navy SEALs or was it Marines? Yeah, okay, Navy when SEALs. the Navy SEALs came in to kill him, remember there was like all these porn and like movies. And so like when they come in and he's in and he's just a drunk that I immediately thought of Osama bin Laden. Now I don't believe that he's an, that Osama bin Laden was an actor uh, hired by the U S government, but there is like this, when you take down all the scary, when you, when you get rid of, when you see the finally see, pay attention to the man behind the curtain, you know, it's, it's not the scary wizard of Oz. It's a little freak, you know, <laughs> with his porn or in this movie is booze. And you see him for what he is. And that really did remind me of Osama bin Laden, actually. I, I thought that was the second time around. Like I said, the second time around, I liked it. I, I thought that was kind of interesting. It took me took me a second time. Now, now at the end of the third one, good, good idea or bad idea that they actually had Tony Shrapnel removed from his heart? I'm not sure. It seemed a little odd to me because that was always his thing. Like, I mm. kind of wish they didn't do that. But, I mean, that's the other thing, though. Was Is he Iron Man because of that shrapnel anymore? Or is he Iron Man because he's a genius and he was able to come up with, like, some good technology to take care of that? And he's able to constantly evolve. I mean, if you look at those movies and the comics, he is constantly evolving. He's always changing his suit. Well, he's constantly. He's always changing well, in, himself. In the, movie, mean, in the movie, he's constantly evolving to the point where they don't even need him. No. Yeah. Like, like that was interesting too. They, yeah, they, he just like, like controls the suit. They don't. He, no, he he doesn't. He doesn't even have to control the suit. No. You know, he you know in the last fight scene, he's got forty one other suits doing their own thing. You Jarvis know. is controlling. Yeah, yeah. Jar- no. Like I don't like it. Got to the point where you know I wasn't really sure if Tony Stark was really Iron Man. It got to the point where really Jarvis is more Iron Man than anything. You know, like even when he first meets his little kid, you know, he's like, you know, is that Iron Man? Not are you Iron Man? Yeah. You know, is you know, cuz that and suit I cause I, that suit can run yeah. on its own. Yeah. You know, you know they they like they really played on that throughout the entire movie, you know. Yeah. Like with the plane, like with the with the Air Force One scene and everything, and then he gets hit by the truck. It, it's... I think they played on it, but at the end, at the end, you do realize that it, he still is Iron Man because he's the one who has to think on his feet. Jarvis might be a computer, but you need that kind of Captain Kirk quality that in- Tony Stark mm-hmm. has. You so got, I think you still have whether or some... not they succeeded on on portraying that. I don't know, but I think that's what they were trying to do. Like it just got kind of like the last fight scene go on for a while, <laughs> for for a while on what I what I why I felt kind of cheated throughout that movie. Like the cinematography for the movie reminded me of like Tom and Huck. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, yes. It it looked like it like straight from Disney, like straight from Disney's vault. Huh. Even like watching the even watching the movie like at home at home last night. You know the, the discs started playing out with. <laughs> Like if you guys watch, you know, like Disney movie, like movies from from Disney. You know how it like you know had that little that little noise. It's like you know coming soon to theaters. Oh you yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Well, Avengers has that too. Yeah. yeah it that's just so, <laughs> it just seems kind of wrong. <laughs> well, I mean there are there well, are only six different uh, uh, movie companies out there. Really, really, yeah. Mm-hmm. Six different ones. It's bound to be Disney eventually. <sighs> it's bad. It could be worse. 
I mean, Disney's done fine. Like, I'm not going to complain. It could be worse. It could be Fox. It could be worse. It could be Sony. Have you seen... One thing that drives me nuts about Sony, like, if you ever look at their... Uh, like, if you look at the Spider-Man posters, it looks like they're not good posters. And there, there are a lot of posters that are bad, but Spider-Man, those movies, even the new ones... It's like an intern is doing those posters. Like, I mean, they look terrible. The, it's, the lighting is wrong. It's photoshopped poorly. Like, and nothing's going on. He's just always sitting there. I mean, it, it's just, uh, I hate those posters. I just can't stand them. You know who makes good posters? Like, Iron Man 3, great poster. Like, there's always a bad poster and then a good poster. I think the bad poster gets... Uh, Iron Man 3, when he's... There's that poster where he's just tony stark in that room with all his old um iron man suits Uh uh-huh like that's a great poster uh wolverine actually i'll give fox credit the wolverine poster done in that like samurai katana drawing where where he's got the yeah kind of that's a a great poster the drawing one look yeah and the thor 2 posters look good why sony can't do it i don't know <laughs> even even the Hulk, even the Incredible Hulk. There's that poster where, uh, where Ed, um, Ed, Ed Norton, Ed Norton is like walking standing. this way, and the and, Hulk and the, is and the Hulk walking is like the other just, way, uh, which is interesting because that is actually based off of a Spider-Man issue, Amazing Spider-Man number fifty, where Peter's walking this way, and a giant Spider-Man image is walking in the opposite. Yeah, it's based off Spider-Man. It's like the best po- uh, cover ever made. I guess Universal was like, it's actually the story that Spider-Man 2 is based off. So I I guess Universal was like, they didn't use that for Spider? Okay, I guess we will. I guess we'll do it. <laughs> uh, another way that they... <laughs> no, they... Like uh, no, this kind this this kind of has uh, to do with with your with your posters. They portray the movie as you know we don't know like you know we don't know if he's going to survive or not. Yeah. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. That's why you got to really go watch this movie because this movie's it's going to be gritty. It's going to be dark, you know, and everything. Like like the soundtrack, um, Heroes Fall. Like yeah, the, the soundtrack. Yeah. You know, they because um, I remember I saw the, I saw the comic book uh, cover where he actually is you know upside down falling from the sky. You know, I, I actually I actually did see that that yeah. cover. You know, but he never ever like got to that point he actually has like all these well he doesn't have the suit for most of the movie exactly. like he has to like work this... he has to do everything and actually that's my favorite part of the movie that's your favorite is when he's going to buying like fertilizer and all this really suspicious stuff from home depot and he's dressed <laughs> as the unabomber he doesn't need the suits like he can build some makeshift piece of crap himself and still like beat up all those henchmen that's pretty cool. And a lot of people were talking about, well, how's he doing all this karate and crap? It's like, he's been wearing a 100-pound suit for four years now. I think he's going to be in good shape now. Like, <laughs> I think that that's just going to happen. I think you're just going to, all of a sudden, after a couple years of that, you'll be in really good shape. Oh, because I think it's got to be a hot, heavy. Yeah. I mean, even though it's all computer Hot and heavy. Now movies, you're talking, but, Ron. Well, I want to go back one more thing here. The whole idea that he was talking in a certain sense, really, because if you stay after the credits, mm-hmm. he's, he's talking to the Hulk. He's talking uh, to Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, I don't, there, I don't the have Hulk. the temperament. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I to listen to you. I mean, I really didn't think that was too bad because to me, it kind of shows me that since the Avengers, which we haven't really talked about yet, but it shows to me that they're they're still trying to tie in that Mar- the mm-hmm. Avengers thing where those two are kind of hanging out now, kind of getting along with each other, and that's the reason why I think they may may have put that in. No. I know it's a minor thing. No, that's thing. fine with me. It's a yeah, minor I liked thing. It. You know, I mean, a lot of people, like, if you complain that it's not leading up to the next movie, it, 
like all the others well, did. Yeah. It's like, eh, who cares? Like it was funny. Yeah. Like, well, kind of. Well, kind of. Yeah. Like I felt like it. Did, it is kind of leading up to another. I mean, because like after. Lately, in a way, you're right. It, yeah, in a, it, it, because like you know, in the end, in the end of the Avengers, you know, you see them, you know, getting into the same car together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's that's like, right. you know, why, why don't you, why don't you work at my tower? You know, why don't you work with me? You know, I could help you out with a lot of. A lot of this, you know, a lot of this stuff, and you know, you got, you got a good brain on you and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, at the end of the Iron Man three, you know, you see that they're still hanging out. Yeah. You know, so you still, you still see that potential. You know, yeah. like, like when, when is something, you know, gonna happen? You know, after that, and even after that scene, they say Tony Stark will return. Yeah. They don't say for what because yeah, you know, they, they don't say they don't it was say, up in the air. Yeah, you know, they don't say for like Iron Man four. Iron By Man the way, 4. you know what that's an because you know they did that with Captain America and Thor also mm-hmm. will return in Avengers. You know what that's an allusion to, right? The James Bond movies. Oh, yeah. I always used to say, yeah, James, James Bond, Bond used will... to return and from will return in front from Russia with love, or James Bond will return in Goldfinger. Yeah, and then when they ran out of books, they were like, "Let's not say this anymore." <laughs> yeah, the, now they we, just put... we, we have yeah, to James, make up titles. You know, now. James Bond will. They did that. Actually, they did that with Skyfall. They said yeah, they James put Bond, Bond will return. return. Yeah, and they didn't wait till Skyfall, the end. Skyfall. That is a good movie. Really good. I could spend another half hour talking about. Yes, it. that's like one of my favorite movies. I, I like that one better than. I think I might have liked it better than Avengers. Well, I mean, to me, the whole, the whole, the, if you take the whole first three movies with with Daniel Craig, you can whole, take out Quantum you, of Solace well, and well, be fine. Yeah, that movie right. Sucks. Well, even even if you leave it in there, though, you can tell they've they they've taken that character from a beginning. Yeah. And now they've at the end of Skyfall, they they they've they, they, come they, full circle. They've he come full James circle. He's now James Bond, and they've put everyone back into place yeah. now. A, a male M, not, not finally. That, <laughs> I mean, not that I had a problem with Judy Dench as as M. Did but, you notice his name was Mallory? Is yes. that a reference to Archer? I don't know. I I don't think it is, but it would be awesome if it were because Mallory's the name of the. Head of ISIS on Archer, which of course Archer is a big parody of <laughs> of James Bond. Maybe maybe they did it to to, to a wink and a nod to the Archer I've looked fans. It up. No one has said anything. Like Google doesn't know anything about it. So, and Google knows everything. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I thought I, I can't wait to see what they do with uh with the next one because they've got the same director back for for the next Bond movie too. Yeah. So. Uh, another good movie, if you haven't seen it, is World's End. Oh, oh, okay. That's I know Simon Pegg movie, right? It's not. A, it wasn't in theaters very long, but it's going to be on Blu-ray soon. Seriously, go see it. If you liked Shaun of the Dead, if you liked Hot Fuzz, you'll love this one. This one is it, it, Shaun of the Dead is still the classic. In some ways, I like this better than Shaun of the Dead. It's like it's really one of my favorite movies I've seen in a long time. Like it's really good. The trailers looked really good, so <laughs> I've never seen Shaun of the Dead. So what? Forgive, for, forgive me. Oh my god! Forgive I've, me. I've seen the end Jeez, of Hot Fuzz. God, those are great movies. Forgive me. Hot Fuzz is a little weirder. Hot Fuzz is pretty weird, but uh, Shaun of the Dead. Go see it like now. Just stop what you're doing and go watch Shaun of the Dead. It's that good. <laughs> okay, you guys continue. <laughs> <laughs> now with the with the Avengers, obviously we got Thor, Captain America. Both two more movies coming out with them within the next Thor in November, and then Captain next, America in April. And then you got Avengers coming out in 2015. What are you guys' thoughts with 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 the Thor and Captain America? I think Thor's going to be awesome. Well, the thing is about Thor is they're trying to make it look like the Game of Thrones. You think I've never no, seen that, Game that, of that, Thrones? That written statements like from, really? like from people who are making it have that kind of feel. That's why it looks so dark. It must work because it looks really good. Yeah, um, and I, I'm glad they're. One thing I did like about the first one compared to Green Lantern, which came out the 
same exactly. year. Exactly. They spent a lot. <laughs> they spent a lot of time in Asgard. Maybe not as much as you'd want, because Thor is on Earth most of the time. But you are still seeing what's going on in Asgard all the time. They're uh-huh. not ashamed of the fantasy land. Whereas Green Lantern, like you barely see outer space in that movie. That movie sucked. That movie um, did. That movie, oh God. that movie was an atrocity. Yeah. That was the first movie in a very long time that I got up and left. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. It wasn't as bad as Wolverine Origins, but it was bad. The Wolverine or- the 2009 one. Yeah. yeah. Not the, the new one's good. Now from what <laughs> I Yeah, the new one's good. Uh, it, it was like a straight ahead James Bond movies in Japan killing ninjas. It's not to love. As, as long as they didn't make him try to look like a bad Japanese guy in, in, in costume. Didn't. But this one, what I like about it is it looks like most of the movie will be in Asgard. Well, they also said there. Also, you'll see a couple of the other, the other nine realms. Yeah. So yeah. they're 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 branching out. Like we've this. already seen Jotunheim. Maybe next we'll see Niflheim. Who knows? <laughs> so I mean, they're branching out with this movie, and supposedly, from what I've read too, they said uh, Natalie Portman's character is pissed off with Thor because of she felt because he ran off to help save New York instead of making sure she was protected so she mm. feels a little um, betrayed I don't know if betrayed is the right word but she's not happy with him supposedly when they first encounter again in the movie so she probably just wanted him to call <laughs> I mean, why couldn't he just call he was at shield he could have he called they're like we've got her number you gonna call her uh no although uh, uh, not today although i think they didn't they make mention of her though in, they in, did in yeah Avengers, they, they said that they were hiding her so it's like yeah. oh yeah thor could have totally gotten on the phone at mm-hmm. shield and given her a call right like yeah totally i never thought about that until now yeah what an um, idiot. Now, the second Captain America movie is coming back with the bad guy from 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 his best friend who died in the first one. I actually, yeah. I totally called that. I totally called that when I when I saw the first movie. Yeah, I didn't think they were gonna do that. Like I was like, they're totally gonna bring him back. He's not dead. I didn't think how. See, um, did, okay, did, Bucky was. Um, for those of you who don't know, Bucky was in the 1940s. Every superhero had a teenage sidekick. Bucky was actually the teenage sidekick. He wasn't the same age and a friend he was a teenager he dressed like robin um <laughs> like i mean like seriously everyone oh had God. those and then in the 60s when stan lee started wanting to bring captain america back like he brought him back in avengers and he was like we don't do sidekicks anymore so what he did is he wrote it to where bucky was killed bucky is basically a plot device you know, he's like Captain America's Uncle Ben, you know, uh-huh. like, uh, but in the two, in like 2005, the same year they brought Jason Todd back as the Red Hood, Marvel, and it's like, it's weird, it's like right at the same time, Marvel brings back Bucky, and now he's called the Winter Soldier. Other, I don't know much other than that. I, I'm more familiar with Batman than I am Captain America, but it, it yeah. was weird that they brought, and yeah, the, now they're villains, mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. And I, actually, I'm, I'm a little, I think it has to be a coincidence, because it was like the same time, unless there were people on the inside. I, I don't think so, but I mean, it is or, weird. Or they had the same idea and just coincidence. Yeah. Merely coincidence. I think that's all it is. I prefer bringing Bucky back as opposed to Jason Todd and the Jason bringing Jason Todd back as Red Hood I warmed up to I started to like it did more you see, did you see the the animated movie that was good that, that was, was real good that they changed how they brought him back and they did it better using the Lazarus bit mm. How they brought him back in the comics made no sense. How did they bring him back in the comics? I'm Something like, about Mr. McZittleplex from uh, Superman. Like somebody, his 
reality warping powers and somehow that accidentally brought Jason Todd back from the dead. What the hell? It makes no <laughs> sense. I think that's what happened. It's bizarre. I'm really not sure how they brought Bucky back, though. Like, like uh, I think I, he might have never been dead and they just gave him super soldier serums or something. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's the thing. With Bucky, he was a plot device. Bring him back. With Jason Todd, like, the whole death in a family thing kind of stung, and now you're bringing him back. But <laughs> I warmed up. It warmed up with me a little bit. It's a sad story. Oh, Remember my. when Joker was dressed as the Ayatollah? It was really strange. The, 80, <laughs> the 80s were weird. Maybe. Well, I didn't really, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get, either. I was, like, maybe not born when that came out. But. I never really got into the comics till the 90s, so. Yeah. And even then, I was already an adult, so. I read it as a release them as paperbacks later on. That's when I read them. <laughs> I don't. I really don't think I was even alive when that story came out. Now, you guys think Iron Man will play as big a role in uh, the second Adventures, or he'll be more of a side character? I think he'll. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be big. Just well, they're giving him like the same amount of money. So yeah, he probably, he's going to be. He big. probably have to be. <laughs> Some people think he might die in the next one. No, I don't think. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, because, why would you do that? Because Disney, because Disney has announced they've signed him for for sure to bring him back for two and three. Yeah. Oh, really? Avengers, Avengers two, two and three. three. Okay. But and but three. but there's nothing in there saying anything else of a of a, of a fourth Iron Man. They've made that perfectly clear. Yeah, he's not going to do it, and that's good. Well, because he said he, he said close the story. Yeah, he, the he, he doesn't. And they he, did. doesn't he doesn't want to. He, he he Robert Downey yeah. Jr. said himself that he doesn't want to overstay his welcome. Yeah. Like he said he says the first time he did it best. Yeah. He doesn't want to stay too long. And that's, you know, I mean, they closed the Iron Man story because you know what's going to happen if they keep doing it is eventually it's going to be like he and he and Pepper, like it's just going to seem fake. And it's like, oh, know, we're in love. We swear. Yeah. The script says so. <laughs> like it, it's just going to, it would get bad if it went going. Like they made the right choice. It may be my misunderstanding. Was War Machine ever a, a bad guy to Iron Man? In the comics, or did mm, I misread that? I don't think so. War Machine? No. Yeah. No. Always, always kind of together. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they might have gotten in arguments, but okay. I, I didn't know because <laughs> it was something I read at one point, and I didn't know how true it was, so I figured I'd ask you. Oh, are you are you talking about Iron Patriot? Uh, Here's the deal with Iron Patriot in the comics, and I don't read Marvel comics I wasn't actually, anymore. I wasn't I actually sure things. if he was like actually in the. Com- I, I, he. I, I this is where it gets bad. He's Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin. Seriously? Yes. Like, Marvel comics make no sense anymore. Like, they're just awful. But, just yeah. Like, he's the hell are you? He's the Green <laughs> just, Goblin. He just decided to be Iron Patriot. One thing that I loved about how they brought it into the movie, it makes total sense for the military, if you're using this as a weapon, to not call it War Machine anymore. <laughs> and to, like, star-spangle it up a little bit and give it, like, a friendlier name. Uh-huh. And that's what they always do. I mean, think about it. I think it was after the League of Nations when we went from... I could be wrong. It used to be called the Department of War. Well, the Secretary of Defense used to be Secretary of War. Right. And now it's Department of Defense, Secretary of Defense. Uh-huh. We're defending ourselves from, like, little people in Vietnam who aren't <laughs> coming over here. You know, I mean, that's what we do. We try to get away from... We, we don't want people to think that we're warmongers. So if you have a weapon, a guy in a suit with a codename War Machine, it's not going to come off too well. So the government's going to be like, let's call him Iron Patriot. So I think that's actually brilliant. It, do, I it, think do, it's it a, does. It's, make, it does. Yeah. It really does make absolute sense why, yeah. they, why they do it. But 
I do like War Machine better. Oh, of course. Yeah. I think they make a little nod to that in Iron Man 3, don't you? Well, what's your password? I can't, I have to whatever. War Machine rocks. rocks. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, like, I knew it. <laughs> I thought that there's just... Iron Man 3, it had too much comedy for me. Like, you know, I understand, it was it was really understandable in, in the Avengers why it was so funny. Yeah, because it's like five... It's, it's like Four. It's like, it's, oh, four, yeah, yeah, four, four or five. Yeah, it's like four... Marvel movies, all Marvel movies have a little bit of comedy in it. So it's like four Marvel movies. Well, and that's also Joss Whedon, too. Joss Whedon is in... That's, I think that's how he talks. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's how he thinks everyone talks. Because, uh, like, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, my God, Loki's so cool. And, and then I started watching Buffy. I'm like, oh, he's a Buffy villain. But <laughs> Loki is awesome, by the way. Oh, Tom Hiddleston. Oh, he plays that character so well. Well, he is slowly becoming... He's slowly getting up there with uh, Magneto and even maybe in the same realm of like popularity and as like Joker or Darth Vader. Well, like, he's, he's a, really doing a lot with he, this character. He is, like, he is, he's becoming very popular. He actually is getting pretty popular, but yeah. I actually felt in the Avengers he didn't do a whole lot. He snarled, and that was enough. He, like, he, he snarled was, like, quite he, well. He was all like, you know, the Hulk walks in, and he's like, puny god, you know, puny god. It's a, it's a Joss Whedon thing. That's how he it, does like, it. He, like, he, he'll have these great villains who are totally intelligent, evil, but then, like, they'll bumble around, like, <laughs> out of nowhere. Like, there's a character named Glory on Buffy who's just like this, and she's, like, the most powerful. She's, like, extremely evil and then, like, she'll, like, slip down the stairs. <laughs> I, he, he's a really weird person. <laughs> um, the casting of um, Play Ultron, Avengers oh, 2. Oh, James yeah. Trainer. James yeah. Good job. I know. I good was, casting. I was, I, was, I was like, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I, I can see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, that's good casting right there. And and uh, obviously they're adding Scarlet Witch and... Quicksilver and Quicksilver. And Qu- they're having uh, Aaron Aaron Johnson or Aaron, is, Aaron Taylor Johnson or, or who is he, who is he? Uh, he's Kickass. Really? He's Kickass. He's going to be Quicksilver. He's going to be Quicksilver. Interesting. And Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, Elizabeth, yeah. It's, it's kind of weird because those both those two people are also going to be in the in the Godzilla remake for for next summer. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> like those, well, it's just like uh, the two people from. Uh, John Carter were also in Wolverine Origins, so they'll just never be in a good movie. <laughs> uh, final thoughts from you too. Thought, yeah. um, my final thought is I I don't know I don't, I don't have one. I'm you don't sorry. have one. That's all right. Fine. Something I wish Marvel would stop doing is Marvel seems to know that people will watch their shit. Marvel seems to understand that, like, Marvel seems to release the same amount of creativity in every single movie each summer. I don't agree with that. Like, Iron Man 3 was totally, like it or not, that movie was totally off the wall. Uh, Thor was a fantasy movie. It wasn't a superhero movie. Yeah, The Incredible Hulk wasn't any good, but, or, it was good, but it wasn't, sorry, it was good, but it wasn't, like, anything That's like, that's my favorite one. (laughs) Well, and uh, Captain America, it. That was a period piece, period that doesn't exist, but it was still like a period war story, right? But with superheroes, I mean, well, not I, I don't mean like the same type of movie, but like they put the same like amount of work 
like for every single one they never I, like i never really felt like they find like the next step for oh i think iron man 3 was totally the next step or at least them trying to do the next well step. Yeah, yeah trying to do the next step. i actually heard I actually whether heard, you don't like it or not i heard you gotta that, admit I heard that they, they actually did asked a JJ, lot when they were getting ready to wrap up productions like they felt like the movie was still like unfinished there they actually i heard they actually asked jj abrams to come in and and wrap up the movie for them. Really? You know, like like you know. Like, I never knew that. Um, yeah, and like you know, like what you know, what how can we make this you know better? Like something. I've bit... seen Lost. That show makes no sense. Let's bring in J.J. <laughs> Abrams. <laughs> that show never made sense to me anyway. But yeah. I never got in from the beginning. And yeah, the the whole the whole clean slate thing. All the suits burst in fireworks. Him getting rid of his shrapnel. I mean, it makes. I mean, they do wrap up the story, but mm-hmm. then, like, like I read in an article recently that, you know, how, how is Tony Stark going to be in the, in, in the Avengers? He's going to have to build a new suit. Yeah, yeah he's going to And isn't that going to be exciting to watch him build a new suit again? <laughs> That's always exciting. It's like you, you wrap up It's like, the, how's he going to do it this time? Like you wrapped, <laughs> I, I want to see that. You wrapped up the story fine, but, it was, but it's just like, now you have to, like, restart. But that's what you always have to do. You Like, you wrap up the story, but you're like, just in case we come back, we're going to leave a little hint of of a sequel here just in case we come oh back. yeah i mean and, like there are lots of movies that do that. yeah you, yeah you, you never want to just close the door completely because yeah. that you're cutting yourself off if yeah, you of do course. yeah they like i read an article how you know how are they gonna they talked to one of the one of the people working on the movie and they're, they're like how is tony stark gonna be you know how's he gonna work into the in the event in the in the second avengers and it's like they they kind of like you know hint at it you know like he's back to his tinkering i, I don't see how you don't have him back i mean considering his brilliance i mean that's his, his, that's his, what that's his, his character yeah. though yeah. yeah yeah like he's always in every movie he's in he's building something even right. in avengers i just iron man 3 i felt i, I felt lied to Oh yeah. yeah, well, we all, everyone did. We all did. I, I felt, we all did. I felt lied to. We I really, I really wanted to see something like, like darker than, like dark, like like. But on that same token, or, or, though, or like haven't a, you already seen the Dark Knight? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it w- isn't it kind of nice to be surprised and see something different? And I agree. Well, like I'm, I would have liked to see a Dark Knight ripoff, but that's what it would have been. I'm, I mean, I, totally. I, I, I am, I am a firm. Uh, believer in uh, being able to walk into a movie and leave feeling something different. Yeah. I am. I, I, <laughs> no, I know. I know. But and I'm guilty of it too. Like I mean, like it, I wanted that too. And not a dark night. Not a dark night ripoff because you can't do. It, you can't. Do, you can't do the dark night. It would have if they even if, no matter how hard they tried. If they want that. If they went down that route. It would have felt like a Dark Knight rip. No, I'm not. Whether I'm not, they wanted to or not. I'm not talking. Um, get like you know, re- real, real psychological, real no. terror. Because that was like the point of Batman. It was a grounded version of Batman. It was like if Batman were to exist in today's world, what would it look like? You know, and you can't do that with Tony Stark. Right. You know, yeah. so that that's how you can. That's how you wouldn't be able to. It wouldn't necessarily be a Dark Knight ripoff. And at the same time, you can't have the Dark Knight without. The director Christopher Nolan, because he's the because that's like his it's that, that's his trilogy. Like people are saying, oh, you guys didn't make this character correct, or you didn't make the, well, that's not, that, well, that's not well, that's not the way that well, that, that's that's not the point. Here's this the, is the thing way, this with is the anyone way. who argues about Batman, Batman and the Joker, but especially Batman has never had a consistent personality. He's either a dark, gritty uh, vigilante, full of vengeance. Or he's like a happy guy hanging out with Robin, like going on space adventures. <laughs> like, I mean, or he's just like a really smart scientist, depending on who's writing him, how his personality is. So you get people who's like, you would never, how do you know? 
Wh- which Batman are you talking about? Oh my god! There's like no, so many different personalities. Steve, Steve, Steve you know, one of one of our uh, coworkers here. Yeah, no. uh, he. Uh, we were talking about the Man of Steel. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, he wouldn't do this in that movie. Did, like, did you see the Man of Steel? Yeah. When, like, Superman when, like, when... is a little more grounded, but the problem is, like, when that guy is killing everybody. Fucking kill him, okay? I'm sorry to cut no, that. that, 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 that is absolute, but it's that like, is just, just get rid of him. No. He's evil and powerful. That is, that is absolutely... Like, like, that's, it's, sorry, Ron. Yeah, you're fine. You'll have to edit you're, that. You're, you're fine. <laughs> no, that, you guys are fine. No, that is, absolute, that is absolutely correct. And it's like, you know, how do you know Super... Like, how do you know, like, Superman wouldn't do that? If you're going to have a grounded story of Superman, you have to explain why he won't kill anybody. If you're going to have a true origin story... You I know, think, here's my deal with Superman. No, he shouldn't kill humans. Should he kill someone as powerful as he is to protect humans? Yes. Yeah, yeah, there's no. Yes. Yeah, like, there's no way you can lock him up anywhere <laughs> no. on the planet. You know, he also says, you know, yeah, they close like, the Phantom Zone. They, yeah, they close the they close the Phantom Zone, and, and they explain that away. I mean, with that, so I mean, killing Zadoff, yeah, not normally Superman's thing, but. I think, we, yeah, for, but but for Man of Steel, I think I think it worked. Of course it did. Yeah, yeah I mean there worked. were things in that movie that didn't work. It wasn't my favorite movie, but I, I really that worked. I really enjoyed it. The only thing I really didn't like about it was I thought there was a little too much destruction. Like it was a little, and some people liked it, and that's fine. But for me, I was like, wow, yeah, like they, they how many how many hundreds of thousands of people died? I mean, right yeah, they now. did tear the hell out of metropolis and and then I, at the end he's like back at the daily he's like yeah, at the daily planet no. and it's like got torn down like <laughs> did they rebuild already i have like, no idea yeah ign actually released an article an estimation of of, of yeah what, i've what, read that of, of what I've the read damage, that. like yeah. 700 billion dollars yep yep 700 billion dollars and like well, same way. 200,000 people dead. Some same way with the Avengers. They, they, someone released a, well, technically, what yeah. they destroyed New York. You know how much. You know my argument with Avengers, though. That was five movies in the making, not one. You don't. You don't just you like, don't, set, like, hey, let's make an Avengers movie. You know. Yeah, you it, don't just do it. Without some do destruction. It prematurely on mm-hmm. the first movie. Yeah. So that was five movies in the making. Plus, like, you did see them on the ground helping people a little more uh-huh. than you see Superman. Well, like, Captain my America. favorite thing is Superman and Zod go up, up into outer space and you see the, the Wayne um, satellite. But then they come back down and it's like, why didn't you keep him in space or fly over the ocean with him or something? Why did you bring follow him back, back down to Metropolis? Metropolis. Not, yes. not, not, not just Metropolis. Like the, yeah, the same city. Yeah. The same city. Like, what are you thinking? Yes. And then there's that part where he punches. I can't remember if it's Zod or another guy, but he punches someone, and they fly through a grain elevator, and it's like, well, ten workers died. Good job, <laughs> Superman. Well, I, yeah, that was that that was that was one of the. And before they even destroyed New York, they tear the hell out of Smallville. So yeah, which if Hutchinson wants to be called, you know, the Smallville of Kansas. Hutchinson is not Smallville. <laughs> I don't. I know. Like it'd be more like a, it'd be more like a town around Lawrence or something. I did like the fact you saw the the, the KU T-shirt yeah. on him. That was kind of cool. Yeah, and even a Royals T-shirt at one point. Yep. Which I thought that was even better because since the Royals have sucked for so long, I mean, why would you want someone wearing a Royals t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> they have been pretty bad. They were doing better this year. Yes, though. yes. They they finished 10 games over 500, yeah, which yeah, they did I, I'll right. give them credit. So It's better than they've been in, what, 20 years? Well, since 1980. Since, well, 99, well, 2003 was sort of technically their last winning season. But before that, it was like 94. So, yeah. you know, hey, it's like every 10 years they get a winning year. Well, gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for coming by, and uh, we'll talk at you later.